not going to fight anymore. I'm also just a girl. I hate to float. Standing in front of a boy. Such a great audience. Come on, y'all talkers up in here. It's time to keep it down right now. Avengers! I am not going to Ready to party! What's up, everyone? Welcome back to When Cinephiles Attack. A weekly podcast where four movie fans test the limits of their friendship. I'm Rashawn, here with Mella, Josh, and Lacey. Rashawn, what's up? What are we fighting about today? <laughs> oh! <laughs> Getting right to it. Y'all, guess what? Wait. This is our 10th episode. Yo. Ooh, ooh. Pop that champagne, baby. <laughs> pop, pop, pop. What kind of champagne are you drinking, Mel? Um, Cooks. <laughs> Six dollar bottle of Cooks. No orange juice, just all no. Cooks. Bitch. Okay, okay. Do not put ice in your glass because that's what you do. <laughs> Ten episodes, you guys. I'm so happy. I I love y'all and I love this show. We got a good thing, I think. Yeah, save that love for the end of the episode. Oh, I'm trying. I'm trying to pat it with a little love in the beginning. Yeah, I heard that. They're just we, despite <laughs> what you've heard over the last ten episodes, we do still like each other. We do, kind of, a little yeah. bit, little baby bit. <laughs> <laughs> and today that ends. <laughs> it all ends here. So for ten episodes, we thought it'd be fun if we took a look back at the last ten years of movies because we love movies. And so the next couple episodes, we're going to be doing just that. We're going to look back. We're going to reminisce. We're going to show some love. But we're going to do it the cinephile way. Mm-hmm. We're fighting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this episode, we're just talking about performances. The best performances that have come out from 2010 to 2019. I'm so nervous. <laughs> that is a lot of time. That's a lot, a lot of movies. That's a it's, lot of movies. It's Ugh. kind of interesting. When I was making my list, I when I would get stuck, I would obviously I'd look up like other people's opinions. Yeah. And if too many people liked it, or it won too many awards, or it won the Oscar, I found myself instinctively pushing against it. Like mm. if something <laughs> swept at award seasons, I was like, I'm not going to use that. Like I found myself. <laughs> Being Why contra- doesn't that surprise me? Why I found yeah. myself being a contrarian uh, to my own list. <laughs> That's just in your nature, I think. Yeah. <laughs> See, when I was looking back, I was finding movies that I was like, I can't believe that was 10 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of the movies that I fir- that first pop into my head for performances were pre-2010. So I, I had, had a lot of it. 08s and 09s in my Yeah, same. Few. Yeah. Well, especially because the past decade, there was a huge wave of that. The past decade is when TV kind of took over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So here's how we're going to do this. We want to end this episode with the list of 20. We're going to we're going to do a top 20. Mm-hmm. I don't know who's going to survive. <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't know who's making it out alive. So we're going to have our top 20 performances for the past decade. To do that, we all brought in our top six performances personally. That's four of us. We all brought in our top six. Now, what we're going to do, we're going to have five rounds of elimination. 
Each of us is going to, at random, no particular order, put forward one performance. That's five rounds of four performances. Each one, we're going to eliminate one. That leaves us with 15 performances left, correct? Correct. And we all brought in a freebie, an untouchable is what we call it. So we all get to put in one untouchable selection to our top 20 performances. That leaves us with 19. Then we're going to take all the previous eliminations and do one final loser's bracket. And whoever wins out of the loser's bracket rounds out the list of top 20 performances. That sounds about right. That's good math. That's good math. <laughs> Quick math. <laughs> he went to school. <laughs> if we had a blackboard, we'd show it to you right now. <laughs> it'll it'll make sense as you listen. Just yeah. just stick with us. <laughs> All right. So let's let's start nice. Yeah. Mm. Let's let's talk about some honorable mentions. Let's talk about the performances that we wanted to put on our own personal list. But for some reason or another, they just didn't make the cut. Maybe we didn't think they would stand up to the fights. Maybe we didn't think they stood up at all. But let's just talk about them. Maybe the actor was too problematic and you felt dirty putting him in your list. Oh, no. <laughs> no, that's me. I'll start then. Who you got, uh, Josh? Who you got? I'll start with a maybe a problematic one. I When I was first making my list, I noticed a distinct lack of comedies, and I didn't want that to be the case. I think comedy, in some instances, can be as hard or harder than drama. Mm-hmm. So I really went looking for comedy, and the one that I immediately thought of was uh, the 2017 film Disaster Artist with James Franco playing Tommy Wiseau. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I used to watch The Room like once a week in college and so this was a next level experience for me and okay. james franco is incredible as tommy wiseau okay what okay, else so you got next one. <laughs> my my other honorable mentions i had uh colin firth as king george the sixth in a king speech that's a 2010 film all the way back mm-hmm. Rashawn. no wait no this is honorable mentions we're not fighting about this yeah we're not <laughs> um, i had Adam Driver is Charlie in 2019's Marriage Story. Nice. Because okay. I just needed Adam Driver in there somewhere. Respect to Adam Driver, yeah. And right. this one, more than anything, is an honorable mention because I couldn't pick just one, but I, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the entire cast of Parasite from 2019. Ooh. Oh, my God. To me, that's, that's a good one. They're all phenomenal. It's kind of an ensemble piece to me, though. I can't pick out just one, but I, I want to give it its own special award. The entire cast of Parasite is... That is yeah, yeah that's, that's a, a great pick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Please see. Um, well, I'm going to kick it off with someone I know none of you will agree with. My queen of all things. Oh, shit. Cher in the 2018 <laughs> sequel, Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again. Oh, my um, God! She has glitter in her veins, and she can do absolutely no wrong. And it was a family event to see that film with Cher in it. So Cher, my queen. What Um, year was Burlesque? Because if you had put Burlesque on here, I might have helped you out. I might have fought with you. I'm looking right now. Oh, no! I would have been your ride or die for that yeah, one. Yeah, I was like, she really did that. Oh, I'm about to revise my list. <laughs> it's too late. Oh, no. Okay. Well, then Cher also in burlesque. My mom and I still karaoke. You haven't seen The Last of Me whenever yeah. we karaoke together. So Cher, always. I also wanted to shout out Jay Baruchel from How to Train Your Dragon. My shit. He was... He, <laughs> 
he's the main character hiccup and i i genuinely feel as much as the entire cast is incredibly talented that series would not work without his specific portrayal of hiccup how to train your dragon is the best animated series of the past decade it's so good it's so good and he is we don't have time to fight about this but (laughs) let me have this we're being nice i know he started it (laughs) so jay baruchel i also i had a hard time because i also wanted to say the whole cast of this movie but Ray Romano in oh. The Big Sick Doom. from 2016, he it was kind of his quote-unquote comeback film yeah. a little bit. And he played such a dry, straightforward dad. And it was just everything I wanted it to be. But, I mean, Kumail in the movie is also incredible. It's literally his life story. But I had to go with Ray. Ray Romano um, slander is where I start throwing hands. <laughs> there, there will be none. Last one for me is another queen. And I made her an honorable mention because I literally could not pick just one of her films from the last decade. Miss Catherine Hahn. She was Carla in Bad Moms in 2016. She was in a beautiful movie called Private Life with Paul Giamatti in 2018. And she played Doc Ock in Into the Spider-Verse in 2018. So I think she is a queen and I want to play her daughter in something someday. Yes, please. It's going to (laughs) happen. Nail, what you got? Okay, so I have Michelle Williams in the 2010 Blue Valentine. She, it's one of those movies that I feel like you're not watching a movie or watching like a documentary almost because you feel like these people are so real. And it's one of those movies that I probably have watched a lot and it's heartbreaking every single time I watch it. So I don't know why I do it, but it's just so good. (laughs) Because it's so good. So So good. I have Olivia Coleman as Queen Anne in the favorite from 2018. Yes. She's perfect. It's just so good. She's perfect in everything. Everything she does. I, yeah. And then I also have Timothée Chalamet as Nick in Beautiful Boy Mm. from 2018. Mm -hmm. I don't totally love that movie as a whole, but I think his performance in just like the diner scene alone when he's talking to his dad, Steve Carell, I think it's just perfect. And you totally believe that this perfect kid is now a meth head. So I, I, <laughs> he's an honorable mention for me. <laughs> I got a few, just a few. My first is this actress, I think, had an amazing last 10 years. So I just have to put one of her performances up, kind of the way that Lacey did. And I'm going with <laughs> Amy Adams as Charlene and the Fighter. Mm, yeah. I think she is incredible in that movie. Amy Adams alone is just to me. I know I might be alone on this podcast. Say it. Am I alone on this podcast? What? Say it. About Amy Adams? What about her? I don't know. That she's amazing. She's oh my god, perfect. she is incredible. Okay, oh, yeah. I don't know. So why. Mella's okay. alone. Mella is the one. No, <laughs> alone. no. Let's get this straight. I think she's a wonderful actress. What I don't, what you know. Let's outside. not. Let's not. Let's, let's not. Okay. <laughs> let's leave it at that. Uh, I I think her character in the fighter is so completely different from anything else she's ever done and there's a scene towards the end with her and christian bell on the porch that i think it's so good so good 
Uh, the next performance I want to talk about, I put this on my honorable mentions because I did not think it would last in a fight because I don't know if anyone else has seen it. And that is Marion Cotillard in Rust and Bone. This I have is, not seen that. Oh my God, you would love it. Amazing film. I don't want to say much about it because part of the enjoyment of watching it is, is kind of seeing how everything unfolds. Mm-hmm. But she is incredible. That's all mm-hmm. I'll say about that. She plays a well trainer. An orca trainer. <laughs> what? Are, they're the same thing. But yeah. <laughs> yes, she plays an orca trainer. And that is the last <laughs> thing I expected to come yeah. out of your mouth. I know, I know, I know, I know. Rust and Bone sounds like she's a cowgirl. <laughs> she's a whale trainer. She's a whale trainer. <laughs> Whale. She's a the whale. host of she one of whale. the shows at SeaWorld. <laughs> uh, go see Rust and Bone if you have not. It's an incredible okay. fr- French film. Um, and then my final honorable mention is a duo that I did not, I thought would be scrutinized a little bit. Uh, and that is Andre Holland and Trevante Rhodes as <gasps> Kev- Kevin and Black in Moonlight. Oh, that was um, going to be scrutinized. Yeah, I don't know because I was trying to sneak in two people. Two for one. I mean, that's what I was thinking about Parasite too. So that's fair. Yeah, and and also because either of those actors also share the film with two other actors playing the same character, and I could go on and on about Moonlight and the perfection that it is, but I just want to give a shout out to. I will next week. Trust me, you will hear about Moonlight. But (laughs) performance wise, I'm just throwing out to that final third of the film. Um, the scenes with them in the restaurant are mm-hmm. perfection. My, one of my favorite things of the past decade. So, yeah. So that's all the nice stuff. I was about to say so that was sweet. nice while it lasted. It was so sweet, should we, right? Should we establish our first four of the top twenty? Our yes. untouchables. So we got some freebies. Everyone, we're putting someone on the list. We don't want to argue about it. We're not hearing any objections. We're just doing it. You'll hear objections, but. But it doesn't matter because they don't count. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm so nervous. I'll go first again, but I'm not going to be going first every time. I want that known. Okay. Don't be strategizing already. I know. Shit. My untouchable Mm -hmm. is a one Amy Adams Mm. as Dr. Louise Banks in the 2016 film Arrival. Yes. Mm -hmm. You will not hear no arguments from me on that. One of the biggest... I, I know I just said i kind of fought back against oscars and this might be maybe subconsciously why but i think it's maybe one of the biggest oscar snubs of all time mm-hmm. arrival is probably top five one of my favorite movies ever and she is unbelievable in this to to handle i don't it's so good that if someone hasn't seen it i don't want to ruin anything about it yeah but to handle the the order of events that you see in the film the way she does yeah, it's one of those where I can't even break down how good I think it is because I think it's like a transcendent performance. I think mm-hmm. she's perfect. Yeah, the best thing about it is that it gets even better on re- a rewatch. Oh, yes. Oh my yes. god, the rewatch was incredible. Mm-hmm. Her acting stands out on a rewatch more than the first time. Yeah, because yeah. you're able to identify what's happening, what the film is doing. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and it's yeah. just. I mean, the film overall is beautiful, but her performance in it is, like you said, it's transcendent. It's perfection. Score one for me. Next. Carmella. So I have Mr. Bradley Cooper um, as Jackson Maine in A Star is Born from 2018. Can I tell you a secret? 
still anybody. But I'm not very good at keeping secrets. <laughs> yeah, this was my first time seeing A Star is Born in general. And when I first saw Bradley Cooper come, come onto the screen and he mumbled his first few lines, <laughs> I said, give this man an Oscar. I was so, yes, Josh. It was just so good to me. <laughs> We're being nice. I didn't like, say anything. You said a lot. We listen, just didn't see it. I, I I personally wouldn't say like best of the decade, but his performance is incredible. Like incredible. you, you equal parts despise him, love him, pity him yeah. all throughout the movie. I think. I mean, at the end, I'm not crying necessarily. At the fact that I mean, I guess this is a little spoiler that he um, he kills himself. I'm more so crying at the song that he left mm-hmm. for Ali. Mm-hmm. Girl, like how you dead <laughs> and still making me cry. So <laughs> yeah, he's gonna be my untouchable. We don't agree a lot, Mel, but I'm gonna back you up with that one. Thank you. That's Aww. a that's a de- that's a decade choice. Yeah. Yeah, That's Rashawn. probably the only one I'm going to get backed up on from <laughs> Rashawn. Uh, who's yours? My freebie, wild card, whatever you want to call it, is Kristen Wiig as Annie. Ooh. Come on. In 20, 2011's Bridesmaids. No one's going to fight you on that. No. <laughs> no. Good. No. I cannot say how many times I've seen this movie. I laugh every time like it's the first time I've watched it. Mm-hmm. I will say I'm a little shocked you went with... Kristen Wiig and not the Melissa. usually accepted Melissa McCarthy as the top. Yeah, here's why. Because the comedy is is great, and she also wrote the script, which is really impressive. But I think, and I've said this to a few people, I think her performance is one of the really unique depictions of depression that I've ever seen. Mm. And I don't think a lot of people talk about that when they watch Bridesmaids, but I think she's a fully realized character who is really incredible incredibly sad mm-hmm. and i think the skill in what Kristen wig does is she kind of masks all that with you know this comedy right. and you know people are shitting in sinks and you know <laughs> getting high on airplanes <laughs> but when it comes down to it she is someone who's at a point in her life where she is just so heavily depressed and she has to kind of pull herself out of that. She's lost her her business, you know. Her man's. She's with this fuck boy. And her best friend's getting married. And she doesn't really have any kind of compass to kind of measure that with. So I, I think she's outstanding in that movie. And okay. I think it has a lot to do with the comedy, but so much more than that. All right. No argument here. Nope. She's in our intro. There's no argument. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Lace. All right, for my freebie, I I don't think I would get any arguments on this, but this man is a personal hero in the world of performance, and he does not get even a fraction of the amount of credit that I think he is due. My freebie is Doug Jones as the amphibian man from Shape of Water from yes. 2017. Mm-hmm. Doug Jones is an unreal performer and I genuinely feel there is no one who can sit through three, five, six, nine hours of character makeup 
and Mm -hmm. make you feel what he is able to feel in his characters from Billy from Hocus Pocus to the fawn in Pan's Labyrinth to the amphibian man most recently in Shape of Water. I think his talent is timeless and transcendent. And if you're listening, Doug Jones, I love you. Um, (laughs) Not like that. Oh, okay. <laughs> Me too, Doug Jones. <laughs> <laughs> All right, oh, we did it. No sweat. We got, Ooh. we got, we got four on the board. Ooh. Before we get nasty and dirty, mm. we've got Amy Adams in Arrival. We've got Bradley Cooper in A Star Is Born. Kristen Wiig in Bridesmaids, and Doug Jones in The Shape of Water. Whew. That's a good a list to four. start with. Yeah. yeah, that's really good. It's a long and journey be- ahead. Before we go further, I want to make it clear that. Now are the remaining five are in no particular order. No correct. Particular. There's not a, yeah. correct. Yes. Okay. Okay. So that's the solid four. Are y'all ready to fight? No. I'm so ready. <laughs> yes. Let's get to round one. <sighs> okay. Yes. Okay. Go Mal. Go Mal. So for my first round pick, I have Allison Williams as Rose in Get Out from 2017. I have Melissa McCarthy as Lee Israel in 2018's Can You Ever Forgive Me? I'm going to match you, Mel, and I'm going to go with Betty Gabriel as, <gasps> oh, shit. as, oh. Georg- as Georgina in 2017's Get Out. Oh, shit. <laughs> okay. I am going to go with Leonardo DiCaprio as Teddy Daniels in Shutter Island 2010. So here's what I'm thinking. (laughs) Okay. My marker for these performances for mine and how I will judge y'all's. Okay. Is, is this performance repeatable? If I put another actor or actress in and a different time period with a different director, could you get something similar? Mm. And I think Mm. with Allison Williams, I could. (gasps) I do too. Sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, I disagree. I but, I sh- but I shouldn't disagree because I need her out. <laughs> no. I I completely just dis- I think she is so incredible in that in that so, movie. Yeah, I think because every time I watch it, even knowing the twist, at the time where she shows those keys and she's like, you know, I can't let you leave, there is it there's like a flame igniting. It, and I don't, there's just something in her face, in her eyes, that I don't think another actress, they would try to replicate, but I don't think they could. I disagree. I think it's good writing. I think that's really good yeah. storytelling. Well, and I think. Put it like Rachel McAdams in there. Yeah. You get the same performance. You get a better no. performance. No. No. There's Rachel, something Rachel about... doesn't have that, like, she's not cold. Like, I was going to say, Rachel's very, like, charismatic. Um, have you she's seen she's Mean sweet. Girls? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Rachel McAdams love... can be cold. There's but a reason like people love cold. Regina George. Right, you love to hate Regina George. There's um, a there's an emptiness in Allison in, Williams' eyes. Yeah. When okay, she holds, when she holds those keys up. Counter Rosamund Pike. Booyah. A, a very similar psychopath. No, because you don't you don't trust that girl from the get go. You don't. Yes, you do. Amy. In, in yes. No, no, you no, don't. That bitch has very bodies. That bitch it, is very body. You don't know that in the beginning. Yeah. But the beginning, yes, she's this little victim. No, 
she's not. I mean, she. Yeah. Josh is over there smirking. Just. <laughs> <laughs> Well, even even defending that, sorry, Mel, she's not the best performance in that movie. That's Betty Gabriel. Yes, it she's is. She's not even, she's like fourth in that movie. Are you kidding me? Hard no. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, Allison Williams? Yeah. She's definitely oh, up oh. there. Yeah, no. Betty's safe. Betty Gabriel uh, is. I can't. That whole. Man, oh. I can't is, deny that either. She no. is get out. Literally, <laughs> that scene where she doesn't even break. She's smiling and the tear rolls down her cheek as she's saying no. That It's just... Betty Gabriel and Lakeith Stanfield make that movie yeah. for me. Yeah. They're unbelievable in that. Oh my god. This is tough, man, because she's so fucking good, but also Alice She is. However... It doesn't mean we can't have two from one movie. That's true. That's correct, because if you're going to choose a Leonardo DiCaprio performance, Shutter Island is not the one to choose. Yes, it is. Is Rashawn? No, what in not. the last decade is the one to choose? No, yeah. it's not. Yeah, Rashawn, which one would you pick then? Wolf of Wall Street. Wolf of Wall Street, hands down. No, I you, think you picked Teddy... wrong. If you had picked Wolf of Wall Street, I wouldn't even come your way. I disagree. I think Teddy Daniels. No. So going by what Josh said, because I obviously we're married. We talked about standards for care for our people on our mm-hmm. list. Think about that last moment of Shutter Island when. Teddy turns to Mark Ruffalo and he says, would you rather die as a good man or live the rest of your life as a monster? That moment of, is he aware? Is he unaware? What is going through his head? Is this a good man? Is this a monster? I don't think any other actor could sell that moment the way Leo DiCaprio does in that final scene. Mark Ruffalo could, but he's already. But he's already movie, in it. So, so... Josh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, who did, Josh, who did you pick? Melissa McCarthy and Can You Ever Forgive Me? I yeah, love that she, performance. Yeah, she's good. Mm-hmm. I know. Let Josh have this one, so he can't win the next one. No, because that means <laughs> no. <laughs> Come on, make a deal with me, Lacey. No. Okay, let's make a deal and go against Allison Williams. They'll do that. What is this? The Oscars? You can't make promises and make deals that don't have any merit. Sorry. Let's form an alliance, Lacey. I'm saying, okay, vote out (laughs) Allison Williams. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I watch Survivor too. Make as many alliances as you want. What? No, Josh, defend it. Defend, can you ever forgive me? Defend. Have you seen it? Yes. Yes. The uh, the level one, no one else could do what Melissa McCarthy does in that movie or in any movie. I'll mm. go so far as to say she's a once in a generation performer in general. Mm. Wow. What kind I, of mm, was I that? Don't, like? no I don't disagree. No disagreement. I don't disagree. I was. Okay. Agree- that was an. Mm, yeah, you're right. Sorry, I got. I'm a little. He's a little heated. He's I'm ready to heated. fight, and no one's fighting them. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Is the the level of it's the same that you said for Bradley Cooper in A Star is Born, watching that, I felt so sorry for her, but she made me laugh with Richard E. Grant, who is phenomenal. Mm -hmm. But then I I got so mad at her at parts of the movie. The absolute all-encompassing amount of emotions that she's able to not only portray herself, but pull out of the audience is incredible. Yeah. 
I can't argue I, that one. I, I want think, Allison out. Yeah, I think Allison's got to go. Oh, come <gasps> on. I'm Three. sorry. I think I, I did that on purpose to knock you out. <laughs> I think you fucking did. <laughs> Uh-oh. As soon as you said get out, I was like, well, I got to put my get out up there. Okay. All okay. Right. So you know moving what? into the top 20, we have Melissa McCarthy and Can You Ever Forgive Me? Betty Gabriel and Get Out. And Leonardo DiCaprio in Shutter Island. Yeah. Uh, this is this is. I'm rigged. not okay with that Leo edition. Riga Morris. I'm okay with it. I like it. Bushy. All right, Carmela, since you were the last out, mm-hmm. you now can say your actor last this next round. Yeah, so that's you can, cool. You can pull that bunk shit that Rashawn just pulled. If you <laughs> yeah, want. I think I you. really did. I like this. This is some bullshit. All right. All right, round two. Round two. I'll go first. Josh is going first. Sorry, that was uncalled. <laughs> Uh, my next offering for the top 20 list mm-hmm. is Chiwetel Ejiofor as Solomon Northrup in 12 Years a Slave from oh, 2013. Damn. Nice. Okay. Nice. Okay. Mm-hmm. Amy Poehler as Joy in Inside Out from 2015. Uh, oh, this is really hard for me. Um, I'm going with Samuel Jackson as Steven in 2012's Django Unchained. Ooh. So then I will go with Sersha Rowan in Lady Bird <gasps> as Lady Bird in 2017. <laughs> Lady Bird as Lady Bird. <gasps> oh, no. Anyone got an opening salvo? Because I do. Go for it. I think Samuel L. Jackson's out. No, he's yeah. not. Yeah, he is. I think Why? out of this grouping, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. How? Explain. You can't just say it. Because... <laughs> think samuel l is obviously his career speaks for itself this particular performance right is very very good it's very it's, good we didn't go to see samuel we were happy that he was there at the party but that we is were like, not the measure of a good performance i know but in this group it is because it's, they're all leads that's fine i will say i I, I love that supporting actors are showing up in this list Mm-hmm, all mm-hmm. things aside, I want that to be known that I think it's just as important. However, not in this case. <laughs> what he, he has the he has the trickiest part in that movie because he's the Uncle Tom. He's the Uncle Tom, and he's the smartest person in the room. Actually, unfortunately, but he's playing the most vile character ever. But it's not until the end that you realize exactly what kind of long game he's playing. And Is that a- writing though? That's writing. That's storytelling. I mean, he has to sell it. <laughs> Do you think to use Josh's measure of um, performing performance? Yeah. <laughs> if we could put somebody else in this role, no, absolutely with that not. writing. You know who I would love. This is probably gonna just take me out of the round altogether. <laughs> but if Jamie Foxx would have played Steven, I yeah. mean, that's incredible. Whatever. Is- I'll just let y'all have it. Y'all are. Assholes. Whatever. <laughs> do we want it? Wait, do we want 
I just I, I just want to talk about Amy Poehler as Joy in Inside Out. I think voiceover is something that gets looked over consistently within the industry, especially mm-hmm. as far as award ceremonies go. Make sure Riley stands out today, but also blends in. When I'm through, Riley will look so good, the other kids will look at their own outfits and barf. Joy. Yes, Joy? You'll be in charge of the console, keeping Riley happy all day long. And may I add, I love your dress. It's adorable. Oh, this old thing? Thank you so much. I love the way it twirls. Literally, I I tried. I genuinely tried to think of another actress, another voice who could make me feel so joyful, so hopeful, so lost and scared and despondent as she does in that movie. The journey that the audience takes is all through Amy Poehler's voice and her performance. And I just think she's a queen. Mm Mm-hmm. Argue it, Rashawn. Argue. No, because you know I love that. <laughs> I was like, he's not arguing that. He loves that. I think in the same vein that movies like Ben-Hur and old adventure movies like that are respected, I, I think 12 Years a Slave needs to be in that conversation. It's the decade-spanning, country-spanning adventure film, but shown from a realistic horrific point of Mm -hmm. view of what america used to be air quotes and and i think (laughs) everything's fine now carries (laughs) that uh, i think she would tell carries that with unbelievable subtlety when it needs it but he also when the when the film and the script and the and the emotion calls for it you see it all under the circumstances under the circumstances he's a slaver but you truckle at his boot. No. You luxuriate in his face. I survive. I will not fall into despair. I will offer up my talents to Master Ford. I will keep myself hardy till freedom is opportune. So Ford Maybe is your opportunity. 20 years from now when we're looking back, this will be respected as it should. But I think I'm, I'm trying to be not... <laughs> I'm trying to be as safe as I can here. <laughs> Not going, racist didn't see this movie. I'm really trying. <laughs> <laughs> Let me say this. 20 years from now, this movie will be looked back on as the achievement that it was. I mean, 12 Years a Slave is incredible, but it was justly rewarded. And in yeah. that movie, he is sharing the screen with one of the best debut performances ever. ever. Hands down. Yeah. Peter? Mm-hmm. Peter Nyong'o. He oh does God. bring that out so in people. So. Oh, Josh, no, that is Josh. not what I said. <laughs> Careful. Uh, what? I can't. I, nobody's on my side, so whatever. No. Sorry. <laughs> no, Sorry. <I'm> <laughs> Carmel, wait. Well, yeah, because I have Lady Bird. I, I mean, I love that movie. I've seen it more than I thought I would have seen it. Mm-hmm. And I know Lacey loves that movie. So mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, this is going to be on my list. But... <laughs> There's so many coming-of-age stories out there. The story itself is not new in particular, Mm -hmm. but I feel like this one, Lady Bird, is one that anyone can totally get with. Whether you're a kid, a a woman, a man, you're watching this, even as an adult or somebody her age, and you totally feel for this character. And there's something about Saoirse that she does so well at that. I know we talk about nowadays a lot of young adults or teenagers are played by 30-year-olds. Mm-hmm. And I feel like even though she's a little bit older, I feel like this part was perfection. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, it does go, it does say a lot about the writing, but I feel like she was definitely this part. I agree. Final votes. Samuel L. Jackson out. Yep. Three out of four. I fought for you, Sam. (laughs) (laughs) So we got Amy Poehler, Inside Out, Saoirse Ronan, Lady Bird, and Chiwetel Ejiofor in 12 Years a Slave. We're moving right along, y'all. It's your turn to go first. I I know. I got heart palpitations. (laughs) (laughs) Round three. Okay. Well, I'm just going to piggyback off of Mella for this one. And I'm going to go with supporting actress Laurie Metcalf as Marion McPherson in 2017's Lady Bird. This is probably, give or take, my favorite performance of the decade. Mm. No pressure. And we talked. No pressure. We've <laughs> talked a lot about putting another actor in this role and can could they do what this actor did? And I think this is unquestionably the role that only this person could do. And that is Charlize Theron as Mavis, 2011's young adult. Ooh. Nella? Do I have to go now? Okay. So you, we did mention Little Woman earlier. So my pick is actually Florence Pugh as Amy <gasps> March. Oh shit! In 2019's Little Women. Hell yeah. yeah! Okay. Oh man. What's up, Josh? Who'd you say, Lazy? You no, got a lot of heavy hitters. Go for it. Go for it. Come on, Josh. I didn't want to remind him, Mella. Don't give him ammo. <laughs> he's he's over here cooking. He's plotting right now, and he's plotting against me. I don't want to lose any of them, but I might have to lose this one. <gasps> Uh-oh. Or should I go? Or should I go with the one I think is a knockout? Fucking go! <laughs> <laughs> Fine. All right. <clears throat> My pick for the heaviest round we have so far is Andy Circus. I knew Caesar it. I in Rise of the Planet of the Apes from 2011. <laughs> um. Okay. Nah. <laughs> Nah. Not to me? <laughs> yeah. Why? Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Well, no. Charlize is going on the list. I don't care what y'all say. I, Carmela, I loved <laughs> Little Women. Little Women was my favorite movie from 2019. But in this category, in this, in this lineup. Not the best of the decade. I love her so much. Yeah. I, the, I why would say... you? Why wouldn't you pick Midsummer? Okay, <laughs> stop saying Midsummer. That... <laughs> Happy Midsummer. <laughs> because I I do really like her performance in that, but I feel like I like her performance better in Little Woman. I will agree with you in that I have seen every iteration of Little Women. I grew up with the story, and in every version, I have hated amy hated her right and i love amy in the most recent adaptation i think florence Pugh does an amazing job with that character with her performance do i think it is better than the other three in this category i'm so sorry but no (laughs) okay then give up uh Lori Metcalf, if you absolutely not (laughs) no we already have lady bird on the board and she didn't win the Oscar. Give her this. Yeah. I, she got, I would concede she was, and give it to You know who Lori. wasn't even nominated? Did you, no, no, no. no. Charlize, stop, stop, stop talking. Charlize. Stop talking. Did you hear what Mel said? 
Mella said she will concede said, to give it I to Lori. I would concede to give it to no, Lori. No, because Josh is yes. over there winning and he's saying nothing. <laughs> he's saying nothing. Nothing. I, I, ha- I don't have to say uh, no. anything because I nominated Andy Serkis as Caesar. I don't care. He played I- an ape. Have okay. you seen yes, those movies? He did. Yes, we've seen all three. <laughs> yeah, I've seen them all. God he damn played it. an ape gaining sentience in real time. I think it's... he's much better in Black Panther. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding, I mean, I'm just he's... kidding. Oh he's incredible. God. He's an incredible claw. <laughs> I'll give you that for sure. Look, this, I'm not equating the two, but I think we already have representation in the form of Amy Amy Poehler and in Inside Out. I'm not equating voice work to mocap. Oh, uh uh-uh. uh. Nope. Stop talking. But, no. Who are okay, you trying then, to Lord, eliminate? Then you or Josh. <laughs> no. <be> <laughs> no. Because Andy Circus is one of the best actors of all time. And okay, so you're forfeiting. I am not. Mel conceded. <laughs> I did. Okay. But I like Okay, you keep here's going. the thing. Carmela, don't roll over and die. I need oh, you right okay. now. I'm you here. need to start talking about Charlize, because you know we all love Charlize, but I, I need to hear your defense of her. That performance is untouchable. And that Why? is that is the prime case of the case you've been making this whole episode of no someone creating a wholly realized original character that Emily nobody Blunt. else could do. What'd you say? E- Emily Blunt. Could not do Mavis. No, she couldn't. Why not? Because as amazing as she is, she's not Charlize Theron. (laughs) (laughs) What an airtight argument. (laughs) Young adult is not everyone's taste. I get it. Not their cup of tea. But it's it's a very, I don't want to say like ugly or nasty film, but she's not a, she's not a hero. You know what I mean? And yet you still cannot keep your eyes off of her. I feel like I'm defending, I'm, clearly losing but i feel that same way about laurie metcalf's performance is uh, that these two characters are both very very real women mm-hmm. i think one episode we were oh no this is something else we were talking about how charlise the, you know a lot of people will consider her as like an action star yeah because they've only see her seen her in like eon flux and the old guard and stuff like that but in this She's like a real person that makes real people mistakes and sometimes isn't like sorry about it. She just is the same way that Laurie Metcalf is playing a mom and doing just the best that she can. And sometimes that comes with her daughter not liking her so much. But she's at the end of the day doing the best she can from love. Whatever we give you, it's never enough. It's never enough. It is enough. Do you have any idea what it costs to raise you and how much you're just throwing away every day? Give me a number. What? Give me a number. I don't understand. You give me a number for how much it costs to raise me, and I'm going to get older and make a lot of money and write you a check for what I owe you so that I never have to speak to you again. Well, I highly doubt that you will be able to get a job good enough to do that. The airport scene when oh, it's yeah. just Laurie Metcalf driving in the roundabout oh fucking broke me. That yeah. to watch her journey in silence and watch yeah. Dude. her change and her trans I mean, I'm getting choked up now thinking about it genuinely. Yeah. And I So I think it's I don't think another actress could make me feel the way that she does. And that's Look, I love that performance. And I mean, Lori Metcalf will forever and always be Debbie Salt. Scream too high, stand up. I know you're there. I know you're there. I know you're there. 
But the Vetters have been winning, and they haven't lost <laughs> yet. God. Okay. I think what we need to do, because this is our first split vote, we, you ju- we just need to vote. And if someone gets a majority, if someone gets two, and then there's two split votes, whoever gets the two is out. Ugh, Carmela, I cannot believe you conceded. I'm so upset. With I you. know. So you ha- on, you guys on the count of three, me. say Josh, Lacey, Rashawn, Mela. On the count of three, say who you vote out. Ready? Yeah. Okay. One, two, three. Florence. Andy Circus. Wait, we both. Are <laughs> okay. Two of us so said it's... characters. Two of us said actors. That's fine. So now it's down. I'll accept. It's down to me and Mella's characters, and it's a it's a standoff. No. Yes. Okay, so Andy Circus versus Florence Pugh as Caesar. No, Caesar versus. Amy March. Amy March. Yeah. Okay. But yes. Same thing. Right. Okay. I just said y'all just yelled at me for nothing. <laughs> well, no, because <laughs> I'm like we're not really talking about the characters; we're talking about them. Okay. In okay. The, the performance. performance. The performance. When was the last time you saw Rise of the Planet of the Apes? 2011 in theaters. Yeah. yeah. So I'm guessing you probably forgot one of the most incredible pieces of acting i think i've ever seen because i watched it this morning because i anticipated this when james franco's character first drops him off at the zoo Mm -hmm. and caesar runs up and pounds on the door and you see him realize in real time he is an ape gaining sentience you see him realize i've just been betrayed man is capable of betrayal man can't be trusted well, that's, that's you should have chosen his performance in Dawn, which is so much better. As, I think as good as his performance in Rise. I'm going to be honest. I could, I I wanted to say all three, but that seemed like cheating. So I just picked the first one for the zoo scene alone, when he's slamming his hand up against the glass and he gets slower, and you can see it shift in his eyes. That is that when he says no. That's a little bit later when uh, Draco Malfoy's coming at him and he turns and speaks for the first time i'm literally Uh getting goosebumps as you're describing this but that's how Mm -hmm. powerful that performance is that's kind of like how you felt when you watched uh florence Pugh and little women i did not get goosebumps. you got you got chills i did not get i did not i love her performance in that Uh, yeah i I wish you had chosen midsommar I'm going to say it again. I think her performance as this is not what this episode is about because I think her performance is better in Little Women than it is in Midsommar. Yeah, because I feel like I... I disagree. um, Shocking. She, out of everybody, which I think is (laughs) so great in the movie, I think she's the only one who actually showed, like, aging. Like, yes, You know, like, she actually showed from, like, when she was a little woman to, like, a big woman. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> come on themes of the movie <laughs> say it again when she was what she was from a, a little woman to a big woman put that on the poster <laughs> <laughs> all right we gotta vote we gotta vote we gotta vote Rashawn, it's down to you it's, you're the decider yeah. how am i now i, deciding I need to remind you are you voting for the best performance or are you voting about this podcast winners and losers i don't know i'm so conflicted come on who's willing to let me win next round that's who i'll vote for no no one no lacy i'm mad with you this episode i will i will tell you this i'll be honest with you in this no i'll i'll be honest in my opinion andy circus was my strongest choice i I don't believe that i don't believe my ace 
I t- ask Lacey. You're a gamester. You're a it's gamester. True. He watched the movie earlier. He and I will say you're getting very mad. He threw Andy Circus into this round to make me mad and to make me relent because yeah, but I won. love Andy Circus so much. <laughs> But I know Mella loves Laurie Metcalf and Lady Bird as much as I do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going to, I'm going to, against my better judgment, because I just, part of my DNA does not like to see Josh win, but I'm going to still vote out Lawrence Pugh. She was so great, though. Like, really, I'm truly. S- I'm sorry, Mel. No, it's fine. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I had your back until you laid down. I know. I'm just so good at it. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Ever under any circumstances say, I'll be right back. Because you won't be back. I'm getting another beer. You want one? Yeah, sure. I'll be right back. (laughs)